0: It's a good thing to pray for others every time and it's a good thing to pray in authority. Uh, I know that many times as Christians we love begging and therefore we come to God begging instead of coming boldly in the authority that he has given us. Hallelujah. This morning I'm talking to us about being like Christ. We want to make a good emphasis, as we move on, on our likeness, our, sorry, Christ-likeness in us. I, I think, ladies and gentlemen, we need to understand, all of us here, that the ultimate outcome of our journey, of our Christian journey, or our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, is to be like Christ. Why? Because Christ is the perfect man that God wants us to emulate. The reason why Jesus came to earth, he was to show or to model that which God had created in the beginning. He wanted to show humanity that, hey, this is what I had created you to be like. So Jesus came to model that. And your duty and my duty as believers is to imitate Christ and be exactly who he is. That's why the Bible says, as he is in heaven, so are we here. So the whole purpose of being a believer this morning or hereafter is to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the perfect man God desires he is the perfect man that God created. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, he is the image of the invisible God, the express image, the true image. Remember what Genesis talks about, let's make man in our image. The image of God is the Lord Jesus Christ. So you and me are made in Christ Jesus, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You and me are made in Christ Jesus. So we are, according to God, like Jesus. And we have to, to believe that and realize that and begin to walk with it. Because if we are not becoming like him in our function and in our action and in our life, we are missing the point. We will not witness for him. Remember that the reason why we are here is so that we witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't witness that which you don't even know or which you, you are not even looking like. Eh? Remember in the early church they were like Jesus and the people would say, are ah, these guys really like Christ? They have been with you The Lord Jesus Christ. That's exactly who we ought to be. So this morning, I will try, verse to follow my little notes, because I am very disciplined. eh? And I'll just follow my notes. I'm trying to be disciplined. Otherwise, I'm talking about a topic that I love the most, so I could just go anywhere and do anything. You know, we are called to black him, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, guys, Jesus does not change his nature. He doesn't change who he is because of circumstances. No, 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 no. He doesn't. It doesn't matter what he is going through, he remains holy he remains humble, he remains righteous, he remains loving, he remains forgiving, he remains kind, he remains merciful, he remains serving, he remains loving, he remains praying, he remains faithful to the Father, circumstances mean nothing to him. They cannot rob him of who he is because he knows he comes from the Father and he is like the Father and he is the Father and that's why he would say, if you see me, you have seen the Father. He is confident in who he is and the expectation of every believer then is that we have this confidence that we are like Jesus. The circumstances don't change who we are, ladies and gentlemen. Coronavirus cannot change who we are. The global context cannot change who we are. We're looking for believers who know who they are, who can remain like the Lord Jesus Christ and remain and stay unchanged. Let me read now. If you have got your Bibles, let's read our first scripture, Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 8, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. He didn't even change when he was faced with death. He could have changed, he could have done like the first Adam, but he could not do that because he knew who he was. He knew why he was where he was. I want to believe this morning that believers in this house know who they are and know why they are where they are. You know why you are alive in a situation like this one. You are not alive in a situation like this one so you can hide it so you can just be like anything else. Maybe you are alive in this situation, so you can rise up and show who you are, the true you, the real you. The real you is Christ. The real you is the image of God. The real you is the witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when circumstances like these hit us, ladies and gentlemen, yes, they intend to, cause us to hide, but God expects us to rise and keep rising and keep rising because we bear the truth and we cannot be hidden. No one lights the light and puts it under the table. You are the light. I'll show you just briefly. So even when he is persecuted, Jesus does not change. He remains the same. He remains going forward. He remains doing what he ought to do because he is on a mission. Go with me to Romans chapter 8. We will just read a few scriptures this morning so that we encourage one another and become that which God wants us to become. Romans chapter number 8, verse 29. It's a common scripture. It's a common scripture. For whom he For you, he also predestinated to become formed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many. Brethren. I read that scripture again. For whom he foreknew, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among men. You know, before anything else, God thought of you. That is for you. Eh? He thought of you. He had you and me in mind, and guess what? He then planned. He then designed it. He fashioned it. He missioned it that as long as we walk through this life, we will conform to the image of his son because Jesus is the perfect image. He is the perfect man. He is the perfect thing that God desires of all those who believe in him. So he... predestinated that you and me in this life, no matter how difficult it is, we will conform to the likeness of the Lord Jesus, not to the pattern of the world, not to the standards of the world, not to what the world thinks, but to who Jesus is, to what Jesus thinks, to what Jesus does, so that we can function like him, so that we can think like him, so that we can walk like Jesus, so that we can live like Jesus, so we can Do like Jesus. Because ladies and gentlemen, we cannot be believers in the Lord Jesus and do otherwise. And think otherwise. And walk otherwise. And talk otherwise. We can only be believers in the Lord Jesus when we are conforming to who he is. And when our life reflects his life. When our life produces his life. When our thoughts produce his thoughts. When our words produce his words when whatever we are doing causes the world to say these people are with Jesus or have been with Jesus. You see, we have not witnessed for Jesus if the world still cannot see Jesus in us. They might not come and tell us, but our lives need to impact the world so heavily that the world would look at the church and be afraid of the body of Christ then we are witnessing for the Lord Jesus Christ. So the idea and the mission of God, ladies and gentlemen, is that you and me conform to the likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. On a daily basis. That's why Paul says, I die daily. Yeah dies so that Christ may live in him and that he lives also in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the conforming process to let go yourself, to let go that which the world wants to create out of you, to let go the mindsets of the world, to let go the habits of the world, to let go the thought, the, the thinking, the, the thinking patterns of the world and embrace that which is of the Lord Jesus that which is Jesus so that you can be Jesus where you are because indeed you are Jesus. Hallelujah. We 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 are called ladies and gentlemen to imitate Jesus. You see likeness the conformity to his likeness likeness talks of functionality. We, We we are functioning like the Lord Jesus Christ. We're doing what Jesus is doing. That's why the Bible says we are ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. The ambassador of any nation in any nation behaves like the president that he represents. eh? And uses the whole authority of that president. You use the whole authority, the whole image, the whole characteristics, the whole nature of the Lord Jesus Christ here on earth, because that is who you are supposed to be. Let's read with me 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, so we can see more in terms of what we want to build in us this morning. We want to build an attitude of knowledge, an attitude that knows what exactly we are in terms of our calling. All right, I hope I've, I said six number, verse number 14, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Listen to this. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? Who is this righteousness? Who is this righteousness? It's you, isn't it? Yes. Do not be equally unyoked. for what fellowship has righteousness with lowliness, and what communion has light with darkness? Who is this light? And what accord has Christ with Beliali? Who is this Christ? Or what party has a believer with an unbeliever? Ladies and gentlemen, according to Paul's writing in this scripture, a believer is the righteousness of God. The Bible says you are the righteousness of God. And who is the righteousness of God? Jesus Christ himself. Hmm? And the Bible here says you are the light. And who is the light of the world? Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And here you are Christ. And who is Christ if it's not Jesus Christ? So you are righteousness in Christ. You are light in Christ. You are Christ in Christ. And you are a believer in Christ. Already you are like Christ because you are the righteousness of God. You are the light. You are Christ. You see, let me put it this way. Did you know that in Genesis chapter number 3, in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were deceived by the enemy based on ignorance of who they were. Did God say, eat this tree? Don't eat this tree? Yes, he said this because of this and that and that. And the devil says, no, 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 no. That's not the issue. God knows that the day you eat this tree, your eyes will open and you will be lucky. God. These two guys did not know that they were already lucky. God, because prior to that, let's make men in our own image and in our likeness. So man is already like God. Hear me, ladies and gentlemen. The enemy, even at this stage, he would want to make you believe that you are still not like Jesus Christ. You are still not Christ. You are still not righteous. You still need to do other things to be righteous. But listen, righteousness cannot be worked. It's imputed on us. Jesus has already given us his nature, his character, his life, his everything. That's what he achieved on the cross of Calvary. So that you and me are the righteousness of God. You and me are light in this life. You and me are Christ in Christ here in this life. We are already that. So if we are ignorant of this, guess what? We will continue to function like what the world wants us to be instead of functioning like what God wants us to be and what God has already achieved and accomplished for us on the cross of Calvary. You are the righteousness of God. Are you listening to me this morning? You are Christ in Christ in this life. You are in his image. You are like him. You have his mind. You have his authority. You have his spirit. You have his ability. You have his power. He has given you all authority that you would ever desire to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you in this life if you know who you are. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot walk with Jesus if you don't know him. The biggest thing is to know him. That's why Paul would write and say that I may know him. Eh? And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings conforming to his death. The desire is to know Jesus, not just to know about but to know me, what is to know him? It is to have or to be in this intimate relationship with Jesus. That's the knowledge of Jesus. You can only know him by having an intimate relationship, by making him the lover of your love, the first lover of your love, by talking, discussing, engaging him, and you can become like him by walking in that knowledge with him. Are you with me this morning? So the key thing here, ladies and gentlemen, in this life, in this context, is to know Jesus. Let me read Philippians chapter 3 so we can take it from the Word, not necessarily from me. Philippians 3 verse number 10. Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. How many of us know and believe and understand that we are living in the resurrection dispensation? His risen. We're living after. You know, the resurrection was not an event, Beloved. Just a one-day thing, that beautiful Sunday. The resurrection is a dispensation. It started that beautiful Sunday morning when he came out of the grave, eh? He ushered us into a dispensation. Until he comes, we are in that dispensation called the resurrection. And we are walking in the resurrection authority, in the resurrection power, which means you and me as believers in the Lord Jesus, when it comes to power, when it comes to authority, we are untouchable. Because we are functioning in a power that defeats death. That defeats the grave. A power that cannot be described by the local lingo. Which means that you and me are very powerful people. But guess what? The enemy will cause us to believe that we still need power. When we are already in power. And we are the power. Which is Christ in us. Guys, you are too powerful. Can I ask that you talk to your neighbor and say you are very powerful? Just put that power into practice. Do you want to see how powerful you are? Just exercise the power. Are you listening to me this morning? Just walk in the power. Then you will know how powerful you are. Unless you put it into action, you will think you are not powerful. But you are powerful because you are walking and believing and serving God in the dispensation of power called the resurrection power. Nothing around us should be dying if we were walking in that power because resurrection talks about giving life. So you and me are life givers. You and me should step into places and everything lives again. You and me should touch and there be life because we give nothing else but life. Silver and gold I do not have, but such as I have, I do give. In the name of the Lord Jesus, arise and walk. That's what we give. That's who we are. That's the power that we have. We have it in our words. We have it in our walk. We have it in our style. We have it in our praise. We have it in our daily work. We have it everywhere. It is in us. It is us. We are in it because we are in Christ Jesus, who is the power of God, who is the righteousness of God, who is the light of the world, who is the life and the truth, who is everything, That a man in God ought to be. Are you with me this morning? Beloved, we are living in times where we need to reflect who we are. Where we need to show who we are. We're living in times where believers of the Lord Jesus must manifest as sons of God. He is that where we read in Romans chapter 8, 29, the Bible said that he is the firstborn among many brethren. Who are those brethren? You and me, believers, male and female. we all brethren. He's the firstborn. He's the big brother. He's our brother. Yeah? He's our Lord. He's our brother. That's not blasphemy. That's exactly scriptural. He's our firstborn. We emulate, we imitate him, we look up to him, we want to be like him, all of us. And that's exactly who we are. What he is, is what we are. Remove the lenses of the world that make you think you are a grasshopper. That make you think you are inferior. And look at yourself through the lenses of the scripture. You are bigger than you think. You are more powerful than you think. Because you are like Christ. And you are Christ in Christ. You heard me this morning. Hallelujah. I am loving it myself. I am not sure about you. But I am loving it. Loving it good. And very, very good. Right, let's move on so people can hear what I'm talking about. Verse number 8 of Philippians chapter 3. We read verse 10, but verse number 8 says, Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ." You know, the knowledge of the Lord Jesus is excellent, ladies and gentlemen. The knowledge of the Lord Jesus is the knowledge that we ought to have, that we are desirous of. That's the knowledge that we want. That's the knowledge that you and me should be gaining. In this context, Daniel chapter 11, verse number 32, the Bible is clear that in the context that Daniel is describing in a vision, is a futuristic context. Mm? And the context of corruption, flattery, is a context of deception and all that kind of stuff. And in that context, Daniel would say, but a people or the people who know they are God shall be strong and do might exploit. Hear me this morning. In this context, in our context, our global context, Zimbabwean context, the Southern Africa context, a people or the people who know their God shall be strong. The context of the world today is such that you and me get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker so that the enemy can do what he wants to. But it will take people who know they are God to remain strong, to rise up and do great exploits. Ladies and gentlemen, these are not times for believers to be weaker than they ought to be. These are not times for believers to function in fear. These are not times for believers to hide these are not times for believers to be lukewarm and just to be ordinary. These are days for believers to be strong and to exploit. These are days for believers to manifest, to rise up in their Christ-likeness and to reflect the Christ that they are and the Christ that they represent. Because if believers don't do that and don't get strong the way they ought to, oh, he has a field day. He's enjoying it. He will cause us to do any rubbish that he wants. He will infiltrate even our worship style. Look at how you are seated. And look at how far apart you are. No fellowship that you are used to. Look at it. I'm telling you, unless we be strong and know our God and begin to refuse and resist the devil, he will not flee from us. But the Bible says if you resist him, he flees. May he leave us alone. Don't you think so? May he leave leave the church alone. We want back our lives. Don't you think so? We want back our freedom. We want back our fellowship. We want back our times to come here and fill up this place and have an overflow. We want our coffee time. I am missing coffee here, not in my house. I am missing coffee here. Yes, we want our biscuits time. We want schools to open. Hello, we want business to open. That will happen if the people who know they are God can arise in the strength of the Spirit of Christ in them and do exploits and kick back that which is of the enemy. But we can do that in Christ-likeness. We can do that if we embrace who we are and walk in the fullness of who we are. So the knowledge of God makes us strong in crisis times it is what you know that you depend on when you need help you know people you know the church you know things and all that congratulations but when such pandemics hit they are not there isn't it yeah they're not there but there is one person who sticks forever, Jesus Christ. Do you know him? Do you really know him? You know, there are believers who don't know Christ, but they are believers. We will know you know him by the way you conduct yourself. We will know you know him by the way you become like him. Can we see Christ in you? Can we smell Christ in you? Can we sense Jesus around your life? Can your walk reflect Jesus? Can your touch reflect Christ? Can everything you are doing really show that there is Christ life flowing in this life? That's how you know Jesus. That you know he is Lord and Savior, congratulations. Even demons know that. But what is more important is this intimate relationship. This intimate relationship. How close are you with him? Is he your friend? Is he your brother? Uh, How close are you? How intimate are you with the Lord Jesus Christ? Ladies and gentlemen, we need this intimacy. Everything we do flows from that intimacy. It flows from that relationship. The relationship with King City Church is good, but it is not the foundational relationship. The relationship with the, the pastor, the elder, the bishop, and whatever, it is good. But it is not the relationship that turns things around. It's not the relationship that saves It's not the relationship that creates strength in you. It's not the relationship that makes you walk on water. It's not the relationship that makes you lay hands on the sick, your relatives, and they recover. It's not the relationship that makes you stand and say in the name of Jesus, be God. But your relationship with Jesus Christ is more foundational. My encouragement to us this morning as a church is... Let's create a waking relationship with Jesus. Let's be inspired in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. For lack of this knowledge makes many perish. And many shall perish. Because they lack this knowledge that you are already like Christ. That you are the righteousness of God that you have authority, that you have power. You don't seek any other power. It is already given you. You are already a complete man as a believer. All you need to do is to arise and operate in that completeness. The Bible says we are complete in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are hidden in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are alive in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We are rooted in him. We are being built in him. Everything we are doing in this life, we are in Christ Jesus. And in Christ Jesus, we are excellent. In Christ Jesus, we are stronger than we believe. In Christ Jesus, we are overcomers. We are winners. We are victorious. In Christ Jesus, we are able to do all things through him because he is our strength, he is our power, he is our everything. This morning, my challenge to us as I leave the podium, work on your relationship with Jesus. Stay in the word. Stay in prayer. Exercise your authority. How do you exercise your authority? A quick one as I sit down. Talk to yourself. Talk to your body. Are you not feeling well this morning? Don't ask anyone to lay hands on yourself. Lay hands on yourself. And say, my body, you are the temple of the living God. I don't permit anything that is not of God in me. Align with the world in Jesus' mighty name. Begin to confess the things that the Bible say you are in Christ. Tell yourself, I am the righteousness of God. I am holy. I am pure. Hallelujah. I am strong. I am a child of God. I am a son of God. I am well above. Are you listening to me? I can lay hands on the sick and they recover. When I enter a place, demons flee. Talk to yourself. Talk to yourself what the word of God is saying. In that way, ladies and gentlemen, you are building a consciousness, an awareness inside of your spirit that you are, you are that which Christ is. And then you begin to walk In authority, and you will be amazed at the results. God bless you this morning.